Hi, this is Stephanie Courtney with The Learning Project. You guys, I'm back with again with another great segment in our leadership and professionalism course. We have our guest, Annette, and she is amazing, you guys. She's really going to be knocking some knowledge about leadership and how to really lead your team in a unique way. You don't want to miss this. Hey, everybody, it's Stephanie Courtney from The Learning Project. You guys, I'm so excited. You are going to love our next guest. She is going to be talking to us about leadership and professionalism. And I would like to welcome you to our segment, you guys. I want you to take a moment. If you haven't, go ahead and like and share this podcast. There's so many people that are looking for things just to listen to so they can rejuvenate and they can learn and they can just really do that self-reflection. You guys take this time to do this and just send it to somebody that you think might need it. I want to um, definitely welcome Annette here. She is absolutely amazing and she's going to be talking to us about some key points um, when it comes to leadership and professionalism. Annette, can you please tell us what is your passion? So my passion is helping people and being able to provide those resources and, you know, linking people to the things that are very tangible. So that's like Mm -hmm. my, that's the simplistic way to say it, helping people um, and resources. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your background, what you do, and what does leadership mean to you? Okay, so um, I am, I'm a lot of titles, but I'll start with a couple. (laughs) I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm also a Marine veteran. I was in the Marine Corps for eight years, and I am also finishing my master's in social work. My concentration is community organization and social action, which I like to say that's a fancy way of saying I know how to manage programs and trying to lead people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love it. and, And leadership to me It means a lot of things. So leadership is knowing yourself and Mm -hmm. understanding where your people are. So your Mm -hmm. people, your community, your constituents, leading Mm -hmm. them kind of understanding where they are, meeting them at their mark. So Mm -hmm. in order to lead, you can't just come in somewhere and like, oh, I have this. I'm going to do whatever I want. No, that's that's not right. So even in social work, so there's a theory, it's called the asset-based community development model. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that model, you're utilizing the resources within the community to be able to strengthen the community and lead them. So when we think about things like, you know, gentrification, we're like, oh, you know, it's bad. It can be good or positive, but in gentrification, it's not always utilizing the resources within the community. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I like to do in a lot of the things um, that I'm doing. I'm seeing where can I strengthen the resources if we do have to bring in something, I'm something from somewhere external, talking to someone that's already there. What have you used before? How were the relationships? You know, what didn't work? I always like to know what didn't work. Yeah. Oh my word. This is so good. I'm so excited. You guys, you don't even understand where this conversation is going to go. I I don't know, but let me tell you. This is about to be jam packed because we're talking a lot about community resources and how, I mean, that just that phrase itself is so important right now because a lot of community resources are being depleted or being, uh, you know, basically um, expired because of everything that is going on right now. You know, what do you tell a community that really feels like they don't have resources? They're not sure how to create those resources. What are some of your suggestions when it comes to that? Um, So first, I think it's really getting down to the nitty gritty of you have to go back to the basics. You have to start Mm. making your list like you. You don't have to start with these big philosophical words and terms. No one has time for that. Like sit down (laughs) with the people and 
really go to the community. Like, what is it that you need? How is it that these resources could benefit you? Because, and then also understand what resources have they used in the past to aid whatever was going on in the moment. So yeah. for example, um, like if it's something like I need to get food, okay, what food banks have you used before? What have you felt about this food bank that they didn't service you the right way? Because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. also still customer service in the items that are, you know, that are being given and distributed to the community. Just because yes. it's free does not mean that, oh, you don't have to care about how they feel. You don't have to care about how you do it. Yes. Because people will always remember how you make them feel, no matter when they're at their lowest or at their highest. Oh my goodness, that is so good. People <laughs> will always remember the way you made them feel. I mean, if you really think about that on so many levels, you guys, half of the re half of the problems that we have is due to how we maybe interact with people or how we made them feel and we don't even know that we made them feel that way until maybe something explodes or if they are an open person and they come to you and you're like, what? Um, it really it really can be an eye-opening situation. So tell me, what do you feel brings the, the worst out of people and the best out of people when it comes <laughs> to uh, community and leadership? So I feel like for this answer, it could be the same thing, right? So I think it's people. Because hmm. when you think about it, the best thing is when, you know, somebody does something as simple of asking you, how was your day? Yeah. And, you know, you're just like, how was my day? And, you know, no yeah. one ever asked me that. I was just mm -hmm. going to, I don't know, go to the post office and submit this thing. But somebody asked me, how was my day? And now mm -hmm. I feel inclined to talk. That is building the rapport. So now I'm like, I might even just come to this post office. It's not in my neighborhood, but I'm going to come here. <laughs> um, and then the worst out of people, if we look at the climate right now, a lot of people have been learning sadly a negative way or a negative connotation of a certain group of people mm -hmm. and we have to now think of you know that group that way of thinking and then people in itself like people being negative people saying yeah. these wrong things people not even educating themselves yeah. to learn what is right or what is affecting the community so it's like it's a twofold of saying you know people bring out the best and then people bring out the worst Absolutely. because even when you um like businesses when you go onto yelp it was a person that had to write the review whether yeah. good or bad yeah <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I love that you're you're talking about the central thing, which is people, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what's so hard about leadership is that it's a constant reflection. It's a constantly it's a constant growing um, progression. You know, it's not something that you got the leadership position. Now you're a leader. You know, no, this is where like fear factor leadership comes into play. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do for the team? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How are you going to help that team get to that goal? And also, too, are you making true, genuine connections with people? You know, and I think that's one of the big reasons, too, why leaders take it so hard when people leave them, um, yeah. you know, especially with this concept at this point where it's like people don't leave um, bad jobs they leave bad leaders they leave bad management and mm -hmm. you know there's like so many two folds to that you know when we think about what what people's leadership style is that's like one of the main questions that I ask when I am doing any hiring for the centers that I work with is mm -hmm. because a lot of times it's just a bad match you know what I mean there's certain people that come from certain backgrounds where they like that push and that roughness of, of leadership right and mm -hmm. that brings out the best in them but there's other people that need a different type of approach
approach, you know, uh, when it comes to making them proactive and making sure they're not deactive. And so, you know, when we're thinking about all of these different pieces about bringing the best and the worst out of people, I want you guys to really listen in to some of the key concepts that we're talking about and thinking about how can we make certain things practical um, in our everyday life to build really great relationships with the people we work with. So um, tell me a little bit, how do you feel like we can create great relationships with the people that we work with? It goes back to communication, like just simply doing the talking of trying to figure out what is it, um, what is it that that person likes? How yeah. is it that this person would like to be referred to? So when you're talking about supervision, when you're talking about leadership, you yeah. have to, everyone is not, you can't lead everyone the same way. Like yeah. that's not possible. Yeah. Like you said about the leadership styles. Yeah. You have to be able to do a one-on-one. -on -one. Like if you are leading, you know, like a center, you have to get one-on-one -on -one with your staff. Mm -hmm. How is it that you've been led in the past? What has mm -hmm. worked for you? What mm -hmm. is it that you're looking to get from this leadership? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we have to learn from each other. Because you're in a leadership um, position does not mean that you can't learn from your staff members. Like you have, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a continuous relationship. And I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes we, we or even just broader people get into these leadership roles and they're like, oh, I made it. No, yeah. you did not made it. You did, you did <laughs> not make it. Like consistent <laughs> success is not done alone. Yeah. Like oh you, my goodness. People, you, that's so good. That's so good. When you when you are working with leaders and you're working with people that definitely want to move up into that position, what's that one thing you tell them to keep in mind as they're starting in their leadership roles or trying to get that leadership role roles in it? Um, I'd like to tell them to slow down. Don't hmm. try to do everything at once. You literally have to take it one step at a time. And it doesn't mean make a list of 10 things, but maybe make a list of three things. And then make it, and think about SMART goals. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, mm -hmm. attainable, realistic, and timely. So mm -hmm. how can you make sure that you're fitting into those things? Don't say, oh, I'm gonna raise a million dollars in a month. How are yeah. you gonna do that? And yeah. make sure that you don't burn yourself out because burnout is real. It is. You do not want to stress yourself out, especially in the times that we're in, we're learning how to cope. Everyone is learning together how to make yeah. it through this pandemic, despite if it's at, um, despite, despite if it's affected them close to home or even mm -hmm. externally in their organizations. We're all being affected and how we can continue to build our communities or build yeah. our leadership skills and resources. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about leaders and people who want to develop into leaders, it's kind of that one, that, that spectrum of, you know, mm -hmm. you have people that are in leadership, they're like, I made it, I'm excited, I want to do all this stuff, I want to make all this effective change. And then you have people that want to be in leadership and they're like, you know what, if I was in that position, I would do this and, you know, I would I would have done this or I would have done that. And there's sometimes this this clash, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you have two different spectrums of people that don't, both can lead in different ways to help the company or help your group become successful. So what are some things that you do to help really develop yourself and help you take your skills to the next level? So my biggest thing is I'm always 
listening to new podcasts that are formulated, that are surrounded about community Mm -hmm. or even things in different sectors. So I'm more in a social service sector, but I'm going to listen to business because if you think about business, it's so structured in the manner of we're going to make this mark. We're going to do this here. Social service is structured as well, but we're more into the feelings and we're like, well, I don't know if I want to make, say that I'm doing this because I don't want to be too direct to people. No, you have to be direct. (laughs) (laughs) Or even, you know, reading books. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me, so I got a Google home. It was free from this Spotify offer they were going that was going on. Love and it. in my Google home, I like to say, Google, tell me the news. And so it'll tell me the news. And then I was running down through everything going on within a certain, whatever I've programmed it to do. So if yeah. it's not profit, like recently it was talking about the Forbes funds and how they're creating a new program to be able to help nonprofits who may not be financially well at the moment. So those type of things, continuing to utilize what's in your home. Like you don't have to go out and buy a book for like $300 or, Mm -hmm. you know, there is, or using good old Google, Dr. Google's best thing you got. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it is literally the best thing, especially for me when I'm coaching my clients, because I have my, um, my coaching business and telling them, okay, what do you, what are you going to do next? How are we going to do this together? Because even in that sense, I'm not giving them the steps and be like, go figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to walk through it a little bit, but you're going to do more of the speaking and yeah. I'm going to let you know what will work and what will not work. I love and so it. That's like, I think the biggest thing when you start to think about things like we over, um, we make it too hard, simplify it. When you simplify these goals and and simplify these tasks, you really get down to what it is. Because if your foundation is not solid in the simple, when things get hard, you will crumble. Oh, can you please say that one more time? (laughs) You have to repeat that last part. That was so good. When your foundation isn't isn't rooted in the simple, then things will crumble. And it's really like Mm. in in anything that I've I've tended to uh, to see. Like right now, we have um, at my. At my church, I am leading the outreach efforts. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. um, grown the food ministry. So we've been able to create new partnerships with a lot of local organizations. We have a, um, what do they call it? Like birthday baskets for kids. Mm -hmm. So we do that. We partnered with a a local nonprofit. That's such a very, that's a niche kind of avenue. They make birthday baskets to provide that cheer. So what do we we collect with them, especially in this moment where kids aren't having birthdays Mm -mm. and parents are like, am I going to, you know, pay my bills or am I going to get you a birthday card or, or just something like when you think about how these things add up, a birthday is not at the top of the list, no matter how you feel, because it's mm-hmm. about survival in this moment. Yes. And then, you know, we're also part of the, I want to say it's called Farm to Families program, where we've been able to, uh, each week, we're giving about 40 to 50 food boxes to the community. But wow. these boxes are about like 30 pounds. And wow. they're full of fruits, vegetables, and we're doing this here locally. And it took a lot of um, sitting down, making lists, communicating, talking to people, you know, who, who is it that needed this help? Cause we still yeah. our local city councilwoman who is the president for the district in the city that I'm in. And she said, well, the people need this right now. They mm. need food. They need to be able to have access to this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how can we partner? How can we partner love to it. bring this service or to bring these resources and just speaking to them to her was just really it was simple and people mm. think that you need to like i don't know set a billion calendars or yeah you need to, but your your local councilman your state representative they're very accessible when you send an email or yeah. you call them yeah you know, 
you shouldn't just be trying to call them when you want them to, I don't know, um, like it's great that you're calling them for the things that's going on right now about, you know, the different, um, the Black Lives Matter movements and stuff like that. Uh -huh. What about the other things that are going on as well? We can't forget. Yes. You know, we can't be one track minded. Yes. In certain things. And I think that's what tends to happen when we talk about leaders. They're like, okay, we got to get these figures. We got to get these numbers. Yeah. Getting about your people. Are you taking care of the people that are in your organization? Yes. Doing this work for you to get your accolades for you to be seen? Because sometimes the people in the background are not seen. Mm. <laughs> Woo, you guys that was like a bomb that dropped <laughs> when you think about what was just said and that was really talking about how community works how powerful you know leadership and organization and that social work i totally agree because i have a social work background it goes hand in hand. You need to the both both of them in order to create that structure. But the one thing that you just said that really just set me off is, can, are people seen? You know, people that are doing that grunt work, people that are, you know, maybe even just setting that foundation of the, the company or the project that you're working on, do they feel seen? Do they feel heard? Do they feel supported? You know, what do you tell people, Annette, if their people are like, you know what, I don't feel seen, I don't feel heard, I don't feel appreciated, what can um, leaders do or professionals do or each other do um, to help each other feel appreciated and really feel seen in, in this time? I think in that moment, that's when you have to start to think about what does your tribe look like? Mm, right? So yeah. who who is in your corner at this moment? Are they... And, and you have to also think of it as an exchange. Whoever is in your tribe, you are getting something for them and giving. It yeah. shouldn't just be you're giving advice every day and nobody is pouring into you because yeah. eventually you'll be tapped out your energy and now you're you're probably gonna be mad at the relationship, mad at the job, yeah. and you're like, I'm just tired of this, so I quit. Yeah. But yeah. what does that help? Because now you're probably out of funds. Mm -hmm. Now you're trying to like find a new job. You cannot leave something until you have solidified something else. Like mm. that is just, yeah. it just does not work out if you're just going to leave and you don't have another plan. You yeah. have to always set up your plan. And I think with being seen, we have to look into ourselves and say, okay, what foundation was I built on? What yeah. did I establish in myself? Like yeah. for me, I am very faith-based and very faith-driven. And that is what drives my business. That is what drives the education that I, yeah. I acquired and the things and the funds. I'm very faith-driven. Yeah. And so it's like, what is, if it's not faith for you, it's the spirituality. What things are you building with yourself? Even I have a psychology background. What have you embedded in yourself or what has your community, even before you probably got into the professional sector, were you able to communicate? Were you able to speak how you feel? Yeah. Because we yeah. know in some communities, you're like, oh, I feel sad today. What you got to feel sad about? You ain't paying no bills. <laughs> what you got to feel sad about? And you're just like, oh gosh, I can't so feel true. sad. That's so true. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's definitely about that, like learning that you have to look into yourself and you have to do that self work. And that to me is very continuous. Like you don't just say on Tuesday, I'm gonna look into myself on Friday, I'm done with <laughs> No, not at all. Like if that's the case, then we all be great. Exactly. <laughs>
That's so good. You know, how do you start the self-work? You know, like we actually were talking about this um, on Mimi's podcast. We were talking about feeling good and teaching. And she was talking about, you know, a lot of self-care and things that you need to do, as well as we talked about um, this on Keisha McMillan's um, podcast, where we're talking about the seven divine keys of health. And we were talking about all of these pieces that really go into that self-care and really that self-reflection. So what advice do you offer us when it comes to really taking care of yourself and making sure that you are in the right place to lead? So I think the biggest thing, so self-care, right? We It, it is not going to the salon. It does not have to be going to the salon, getting your nails done. Self-care could be doing your hobby. Yeah. Self-care could be you taking a selfie because you like the way that you look in the moment. And especially it. now when you may not be able to go to the hottest party, well, safely, yep. or go on vacation, <laughs> Or right. show off that summer body that she was building in the winter. Okay, mm -hmm. take some mm -hmm. pictures. Taking pictures is definitely a really good self-care because when you look back, you'll think about where was I in that mindset? Mm. Or even thinking about like people have gratitude journals, writing down how you felt about that day of what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful for finances. I'm grateful to have a house. <laughs> yes. To have I just showed my gratitude journal, you guys, every morning. <laughs> I've been doing this probably like for two weeks and it's awesome. Yes. It sets, uh, it sets you up for a good day. Like no one just starts off their day and just be like, I can't stand this place. And let me just, you know, like <laughs> starting off that, what is that getting you? That is not yeah. getting you anywhere. Yeah. You know, and understanding self-care could even be you baking. Okay. Mm. Like I bake when I have the time, when I'm, you know, when I'm in my last two weeks of grad school. And so I'm going to just bake different things. Like I did a yeah. sweet potato pound cake one time. Ooh. And that was me experimenting. That was self-care. It was something I got to do. And then recently yeah. I started planting and I grew cilantro and cabbage. That was it. something that was, you're outside, you're getting fresh air. Yeah. You're able to see the things that you are eating yeah. right before you. Yeah. It's a really great um, example. Even oh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, she did, um, what are they, um, caterpillars. So mm. she had caterpillars and over time they grew into beautiful butterflies. Oh, wow. And you think about that time, like whenever you're doing anything in the beginning, you're just like, I don't even know if this is going to work. Yeah. Where, where am I going to get the resources from? But yeah. when you keep consistently putting the work, like I said, consistent success is not done alone. Mm. Um, and keep continuing to do the work. And then you look back and you're like, man, it was all worth it. Wow. Because I know for me, as a mom and a wife, my husband has to do stuff, you know, at home. He sometimes has to cook dinner. He sometimes mm -hmm. has to fold the clothes. He sometimes has to do other things. Yeah. Which allows me to thrive. And it's yes. a partnership. And that yeah. helps me to thrive continuously. And I think, you know, as a, a millennial, even though yeah. I know we, we say that word and sometimes it's <laughs> negative. As a young millennial, I know that Right now in this moment, millennials are parents. Millennials have, you know, all these these responsibilities. Yes. We ain't out here chilling on the beach. Yep. <laughs> For <laughs> I real. I mean, if you are, that's cool, but I'm not. Real. Uh, no. I'm, I'm grinding right now, especially because I know that when I am in my 50s or my 60s, I can look back at the work that I've done. Yes. And that I know for me, especially being faith-driven and being in the word, my children are going to live off of the inheritance that I have built in this yeah. moment. Yeah. Because if you are not building legacy, what are you doing? And that's mm. wrong with leadership. What are you doing? What what legacy are you leaving for your organization? Woo. What legacy are you leaving for your business? I mean, it, it's all about the work that you're doing. It might suck in the beginning. Yes. But no, I don't know anybody that starts a business 
or or starts um, a nonprofit that's just like, I got this is easy. Like yep. I'm not I'm not gonna go through the, the <laughs> days where I do it by myself. I'm not gonna go through the days where I maybe missed a number. I'm not gonna go through the days where I was tired. Yes, you are going to go through these things. And if yes. you grow through it, then you might need to check yourself. Yes. Oh, my word. You guys, this is such a good podcast. I always say this little quote. This is not like like candy or a little treat. This is chicken soup, crock pot good. And, you know, I want you to take a moment and I want you to stop. Don't be selfish, okay? Share this podcast with somebody that really needs to hear this. You know, there's so many times when we are bombarded with so many different things. We don't have time for self-reflection. I love what you talked about self-care that is a whole different dimension and a whole different um, uh, way of thinking about self-care a lot of people like you know I don't get my nails done I don't get my hair done I don't do these little things or whatever you know but talking about you know getting out there and trying new hobbies and things like you know that is so key for me you said mentioned gardening and I just well I didn't just start gardening I've been gardening for a while but I'm like obsessed anybody that knows me like with cactus gardening like it's so bad like one year for Christmas my husband and I we went to Nevada shout out to them they have a Christmas cactus uh garden and they put lights all over it it's free we walked in there my husband was like where did you find this at I was like a blog <laughs> Thank you for bloggers out there blogging about random things because that's how I found it. And it was just so amazing. And, you know, I loved, you know, taking that time to be outside, being in that dirt, being in the nature. And that was for like, and I didn't even know I liked that stuff. And so, you know, when I got into it, it just became really therapeutic for me. So I totally agree with you. So, you know, think about self-care very differently. You know, you mentioned a few things a couple of times. You know, you said, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you know, I'm, I'm, I play all of these different roles. You know, um, we want to kind of gear this part um, to women that are multitasking and going through different things in their life. How do you do that and still create yourself to be a great leader? Because sometimes people feel like so overwhelmed by all of the hats they have to wear. Um, and some people do great with multitasking. But, you know, when really things start getting really chaotic, you know, what do you tell yourself? How do you manage all of that? I take a break. Mm. <laughs> Simple. I, mean, I know people are like you gotta grind hard you gotta grind grind take a break for real <laughs> even when you look at I want to say it's called the pom Pomodoro effect mm -hmm. that you work for 20 minutes and you take a five minute break or you can work for 15 take a five minute you take a break you yeah. there is no need for you to just hop from uh, project to project to project yeah because then you didn't take a break your brain is like okay I just did these numbers now I got to go write this. Now I got to go film this. And, yeah. you know, especially if you're doing like, if you're an influencer or a content creator and you're still doing a full-time job, yes, you have to take a break because yes. you will get overwhelmed. You will start to, you start to get so lost that you're, you're not even understanding what your why was. Mm. Why did you start this? Yeah. Why are you even continuing to do this work? I was actually listening to a podcast um, earlier. I think it's called the Side Hustle Pro. And she's mm -hmm. a new mom. And she's talking about, you know, getting back to your why. How can you do that? And so, you know, you could write a list of, I started this because X, Y, Z. But one thing that I, I 
I think it was so simple that she says, record a voice recording of you talking about what you're passionate about. Yeah. You know, especially when you first started, right? When you're so, you're not jaded by people. Yes. You're not jaded by the rejection. Mm-hmm. You just are starting it because you know that you really want to do this work. You record mm-hmm. it then. So then when you are having those moments where everything is like a hot dumpster fire, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, listen, you're like, okay. I'm starting to get ignited. I'm starting to get energized. I'm starting yeah. to feel it again. And yeah. continue to do that. Be yeah. consistent and persistent. I think that Love we it. just think that social media jacks us all up, no matter what well, age you are. 18 yeah. to 35 to 40, whatever age. Yeah. Social media will have you thinking that somebody's the mom blogger <laughs> house is looking all beautiful with the white furniture. <laughs> I'm a mom with a toddler. That is not what's happening, okay? <laughs> no toddler I know of does not dirty up furniture. For real. That is why we have cleaning products. That's exactly. why we have cleaning towels. That's exactly. why we clean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you tell them. I love it. Cannot, I love it. We cannot get ourselves wrapped up in social media and think, oh my goodness, they have the most perfect pictures, so they have a perfect life. Mm. We see too many of this perfect, right? Mm. Look at these celebrities. They yeah. have all the money in the world. Yes. But let's not get beside ourselves. There com- some commit suicide. Yeah. Some attempt. Yeah. If you think money is going to fix the problem that you got going on right now, that yeah, you're you're gonna be the happiest of ever, you you all jacked up to begin with because it's not money. Because they have millions and billions yeah. and they still do not feel fulfilled. That's so, so true. So when you are consistent in your why, you will not lead yourself into I don't want to say like a negative mindset, but you're, you won't lead yourself there. If you I are agree. sitting here communicating with your tribe, the people who are giving advice and getting advice, yeah, it, it's continuing to be this recycled um, community because mm-hmm. nothing that I've said, nothing is, is super new. It's more that maybe I'm saying it in a different way that you need to hear it. Right? Yes. Or maybe it's just, maybe you just didn't, you weren't open to hearing it in January, but now in August, no, it's not August. Whoops. <laughs> no, we're no, in I- August. Yeah, my my um, I'm wearing a scarf, you guys. If you guys can't see me, I love fall so much. Like I already bought all my scarves. Oh yeah, well, I'm probably, you know, I'm cozy right now. <laughs> well, yeah, just like you needed to hear it now. This yeah. is the moment where your spirit needed to hear this, so we can continue to build off of what's going on. And I, I think it. that you know. Take a break from social media, really. Yeah. Like, take a break. Yeah. If it's an hour, if it's in a day, if it's a week. And even, I think that we have so much, like, we build businesses off of social media. We're like, oh, I can't take a break. Yeah. Sis, sir, brother, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> take a break. Take the break. Take a break. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is always take a break. And even indulge in that, like, make mm. goods. Eat that cake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we're all about, you know, if people are vegan or if, if people are, you know, your health. Yeah. If you are, if you continue to be like, oh, I just want to be so healthy that I can't even look at this cake because I'm just going <laughs> to, you're going to really, you're going to be mad at yourself. You're yeah. not going to be mad at other people. Yes. <laughs> That's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I think you've brought up so many good points and so many good pieces for people to really think about and think about how can they grow and they develop. Um, one of the questions that come to mind as you're just speaking is kind of a twofold kind of question is one, how do you know that you're in the right place? 
And what do you tell yourself when people are putting down your passion or your leadership style or what you're doing? What do you do? Okay, so I would say you know you're in the right place when your mind starts to think of think of the bigger picture of what is it, what value do you bring here? Hmm. Um, and I don't want to say like you're gonna know you're in the right place when you get the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. No. I've been at some places that I felt a little bit horrible. Mm-hmm. Or just not the most valued, but I knew that there was more work to be done yes. that was going to help the future. Yes. Um, I think it's maybe, I've heard it from a TDJ sermon that said there were people who had less but did more. Mm. Right? Right now, we have a whole bunch of stuff. We have technology, yeah. we have books, <laughs> we have the internet. I mean, yeah. think yes. about those people who did not have none of that stuff. And they exactly. were out here in the streets. They was knocking on the doors. They yep. were they were doing all of these things, right? Yes. And so you have to, to consistently look at like what value is this? How is this gonna benefit my life? And yeah. how is it gonna benefit the organization? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's like in a sense, you are your best PR person. Hmm. And you have to like, how is this going to help me in this moment? Does this help me by giving me exposure? Does this yeah. help me by me learning a new task that yeah. I can then take on to my business or yeah. that I can then take on to another organization? Yes. Um, and when people are telling you, oh, that's dumb, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to prove them wrong because you're going to stay consistent with your hard work. You're going to stay consistent with writing yes. your goals. You're going to yes. think about your SMART goals technique. You're going to look at all these things that you've done, and you're just going to really, you have to start to speak it into existence. Yes. If you want that business to be formulated at the end of the year, or you want to learn or get that degree by XYZ, mm-hmm. start claiming it now. I love like, it. A lot of words that we're starting here now is manifestation. Or, yes. Yes. You know, I mean, it's Keeping not it into <laughs> in existence. Yes. Because we hear so much negativity. You know, there I work with children and teachers and things like that. Um, and I also do a lot of side stuff. But there is a quote. I don't know where the, I cannot find this anymore. But I was in when I was in college. Um, I was working on my master's and I was looking at negative self talk. And mm-hmm. I believe it was Chicken Soup that did a survey, and they said seventy-five percent of the things that people hear by the time that by the age of twenty-one is negative, mm-hmm. and it's because they speak it, it's because they hear it, um, and you have to think from like when you're like a baby, you know. Um, and so I think that's kind of where that principle came from. And I actually, you know, thought about it. And I was like, you know, I actually believe this. Because when you work, even work with little kids, you know, they're like, you can't do that. You can't have this. And, you know, you're hearing all of these different concepts. You're hearing a lot of people, you know, saying no to when children are trying to explore or trying to test things out. You know, there's a lot of no pieces that go into it. I wish I could find that. If somebody finds that, please send that to me. Maybe I'm misquoting it or something but I'm <laughs> sure that that is absolutely correct because that's why we have so many negative self-talk books yeah. and how to speak to yourself and how to put things um you know how to speak positively about your life and where you're going in your life it's so important you know and when we think about all our life and think about everything that has taken place you know we have to reflect on those moments that we really didn't shine so you know now we're going to get down to to the the nitty-gritty the transparency part the do not even think about trying to judge us okay (laughs) (laughs) what was your most unprofessional moment and what do you wish someone would have said um, to you to help you overcome that unprofessional moment. Okay. Um, 
I think maybe when I was in the military, so professionalism there is mm. kind of, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, like, it's this all the time. Yes. Um, but yes. there's some people who just don't. Um, I think when am I, I was supposed to do something related to reports, and I was supposed to get it to someone, and I mm-hmm. kind of went above that person and said, look, I'm just going to do it this way. Mm. And that time, I was a little bit younger, so I was just like, what is, I, I'm trying to remember, what's that saying for a do? It's like you do now and you ask for permission later type Yes, thing. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, I, I, like, I just to say that. that all the time. And I can't remember what the quote, what that is, so yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm just gonna do that now. I was like, I don't care, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm still getting this done and I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And that mindset, as I look back now, it's like, yeah, girl, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but at the same time, it was it taught me about chain of command even more mm. um, because I wasn't necessarily in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. So it was still like I was following, but at that moment, I did I decided not to follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even now, when I think about that um, particular moment, and even when I'm doing things within um, within my past. Um, area where I was at managing the program, I'm not just going to be like, well, bump the program manager. I'm going to talk to the director of the center. We're just going to run things like, no, because that's going to, you're going to have problems with your relationships. You're going to have problems with how you communicate now. Cause somebody might have a little stank attitude because yep. remember that time that you talked to me and we didn't do X, Y, Z. And it's just like, <laughs> I said, I was sorry. <laughs> you know, it's just, you yes. don't want to build that. So I think for me, that goes back to communication and how you communicate and understanding the proper channels because yeah. we can't just make up our own rules. If yes. that was, I mean, some people did that in certain leadership areas. Yes. And that yes. might be why we are where we are at as, as a society. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do have these change makers. We do have these people. Um, I want to, actually makes me think of, I want to, John Lewis about getting into good trouble. Yes. Um, and I think maybe in certain moments, I feel like I've gotten into good trouble. You know, yes. I've, I've pushed the envelope, um, especially I think at my last duty station, we had a lot of talks about race. We had a lot of talks about mm-hmm. um, what was going on in the climate at the time. Because um, at, at that time, I think it was around Freddie Gray that was happening. And some of yeah. um I was in the Marine Corps, so it's predominantly white. And then mm-hmm. um, I want to say women may not, the statistics may be wrong. They don't make up even 5%. So then wow. now I'm a black woman and that's, even lower. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, so, Annette, when you told me we were in the Marine Corps, I was like, I have not, I don't think I've ever met a woman that has been in the Marine Corps. My dad did 20 years in the Air Force. My sister did 20 years in the Air Force. And so, yes, mm-hmm. I believe that statistic. Yeah. And so just talking about certain things would make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was just like, why are you uncomfortable? This is the world that we're in. But yeah. sadly, sometimes what I tend to see is when you're in the military a little bit, you're shielded. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't see all the things on the outside because you're mm-hmm. focused on the mission. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is the mission that we have to do. And it wasn't until I got stationed on somewhere that was not a military base, I was like, "Ooh, okay, we out here. Like, yeah. what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I was like, this is what happening." Okay, so like you know these things are going on, but when you have somebody who might be from South Dakota or North North Dakota and they've never even heard about race being such an issue, you're like. What you mean? Like this has been happening forever where you've been at. Yes. And yes. now you have to you have to push the envelope. And then sometimes it's those people who are in leadership that's like that doesn't exist. So yeah. now I'm about to get in good trouble and I'm about to tell you why you wrong. <laughs> and I'm about to hit you with the facts. And if you are not willing to learn, yes. then that's on you because 
at the end of the day, especially for me, when I whenever I do, I joined and towards the end of my military career, I was always like, look, this is not going to be forever. There's yeah. going to be a day where I leave this uniform yeah. and then I'm going to take the skills I have and I'm going to build upon them and keep growing. Absolutely. And people are like, this is forever. I was like, no, it's not. Even if you do 20, 30 years, you let go of the uniform, you do something else, you're back into the civilian sector. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the issues, especially social issues that are going on in the community. Yes. Especially when you are um, not on a military base. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot, for me, I was like, how are we here? But, you know, you have to do these community service things, but you're like, where do I fit the time? Yes. And when I continue to educate and I felt like I did it, sometimes I might have did it in a way that was like, I'm not belittling anyone, but I'm like, why don't you know this? Yeah. You've been yeah. on this earth way longer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You know, I, I think even for anybody that's lived on the military base, that I mean, that was basically my whole life. Like when, when the flag was going up and we were all like, you know, saluting the flag and standing there. Like, it's like a culture. It's a way of life that you live. And then when you move into more of that civilian world, um, it's a whole different world. You know, you have to kind of relearn everything because everything is so built on, you know, our community, our this, our this, our that, our that. And I always talk about this. Um, well, I don't always talk about this, but I've been talking about it a lot in our podcast where we really have to move from this I mindset to the we mindset. And it used to be something that's very, uh, this used to be very prone in our society, which was everything was done in the community base. And now it's more done on the individual base. You know, um, when we look at how do I feel, or I don't like this, or that doesn't affect me, so I don't care, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. You know, instead of saying, hey, how can we make our community better? And I feel like we're trying to get there. You know, I feel like people are like, you know what, this is, we've got to stop, you know, isolating each other and creating division. We need to work together to make this happen. We've got to work together to make effective change. You know, I've been making this analogy of, Sometimes when you're trying to make change and you're trying to build community and you're trying to um, create this togetherness, it's kind of like a bad marriage, you know? Uh, Divorce is not an option. You go to the counselor, you put everything out on the table. The only thing left for you to do is start sorting things out, you know, and start really talking about things. And sometimes those things can be uncomfortable and it's really difficult and it's hard, but you gotta have the conversation. You've gotta be able to realize that we are more entertaining twine than we ever thought we ever were you know a lot of people are asking why are you doing podcasts with people that are not in early childhood education because everything we do it all intertwines it all connects you know when you understand where a person is coming from and understand their role and understand their life you're able to support that child more you're able to support that family more you're able to support your community you know one of the big terms that i have changed when i'm teaching is Stop telling children that this is their classroom. You know, shift that conversation to this is our community. How are we treating our community? So that they can be more community-based, community-minded. It's already in their vocabulary and they understand that this is a part of their community and what they do in their community matters. And I just, I love this conversation we're having and it is so good, y'all. If you have not 
sent this podcast to someone. I want you to stop. I want you to share it to someone. You know, you can use these different podcasts in your staff meetings, taking certain clips. We'll have a couple audio clips that you guys can use um, of these important pieces that we're talking about in our classroom or in, in our classroom. This is a classroom right now. We're teaching you. We're learning. Taught us some stuff in this, okay? I'm sitting here thinking in my head like, man, I really was a bad leader at that point. I should have did this or I should have did that. Or, you know what? I did do good on that. I need to develop this more. You know, there's so many pieces to this conversation that were so good. If somebody wanted to find you in that and they were like, I need her to come and speak to my people. I need her to coach me. I need to know more about her. Where can they find you? So they can find me on good old LinkedIn, Annette yes. Uh, um, so last name N-A-N-C-E and then first name A-N-E-T-T-E, not two N's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can also email me at info at AnnetteNance.com or AnnetteNance at gmail.com. Or you can even find me on Insta, Mrs. Nance underscore. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, you guys, don't worry. You don't have to rush and write that down. We're going to have all the information right below, you guys. I want to thank you so much, Annette, for coming to this podcast, being here at The Learning Project. And you guys, I want to thank you for listening. There's so many of you guys that are listening to these podcasts. I hope that they're feeding your soul, your mind, your spirit. You know, and if you want to know more about The Learning Project, you can catch me at www.tlptraining.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much. And I hope to see you on the next podcast. Bye.